Hi there, this is Firoz Manji. I'm talking today to Gasheke. Uh, Gasheke has been a, a long-term activist, one of the co-founders of Mathare Social Justice Center, really active in one of the largest slums in Nairobi, where millions of shack dwellers live. Gasheke, uh, you're working at the uh, Mathare Social Justice Center. Tell me something about that. So Madare Social Justice Center is a community-based organization that is based in Madare, which is one of the largest informal settlements in Kenya. And it has a, it a long, long history since the era of uh, Mau Mau. And that's tell you, Kenya has not changed for many years, uh, where most of the informal workers live, uh, ordinary poor people who work in different industries in Nairobi. And that's our home. And that's where we organize community around issues of human rights, social justice, and especially issue of extrajudicial killing that has affected most of the informal settlement in Kenya. As a part of the struggle for social justice and uh, trying to uh, build an alternative, uh, another better world uh, from a grassroots. Right. There was a report recently about, a, about 120 extrajudicial killings. This is part of a long history. Uh, of extrajudicial killings in Kenya, is it not? Yes, Feroz, as you know, uh, Kenya is a former British colony, and the British use the same uh, uh, violence to repress our people. Madare was the epicenter of this uh, violence. As you know, after Mau Mau left uh, Kiburi House, they located themselves in Madare. Madare historically was a quarry that was used to build uh, Nairobi city. So you can see the history of uh, Madare is connected with the development of Kenya as a, as a new colonial state. So these uh, systematic extrajudicial killings is a, as a history because uh, it started those early years, then it's followed in early 90s uh, when uh, there was struggle for multi-party democracy and Madare people and many people from an informal settlement were in the front line. And now we are in this era where the government has failed to provide an alternative for many young people. And what they are doing is extrajudicial killing. And we, we, we call it as like a cleansing of young people or normalization of extrajudicial killing or violence from the police state. That uh, every time in this informal sentiment, whether it's Madare, Dandora, Kibera, every day you will find uh, three or two young people below 24 years to 13 uh, being killed. And uh, the police always really claim that these uh, young people are involved in crime. But when you look in detail, this is, is, is the majority are innocent people. It is part of the criminalization of their young people in the informal settlement. So uh, la last week, uh, last month, we are celebrating a day of uh, stopping of disappearance and extrajudicial killing. And that's a report was given out about uh, that was contributed by many social justice centers on how this extrajudicial killing has continued to happen in the informal settlement. Well, that's really serious. I mean, it seems to me now that there are what, uh, at least 25 cases of COVID-19, coronavirus, uh, in uh, Kenya. How is it affecting the, the, the situation in Mathare? It's very horrible, comrades, as you can see. The informal settlement, uh, people have no, no water, no sanitation. People live in a very hopeless place. There's no home. It's just shack. 
and uh, the challenge is that the, the Kenya government is just a coping solution from Europe and North America of lockdown, of telling people to stay away from home. But you can see this is not a solution to our ordinary people who live from hands to mouth. Ordinary mamamboga, uh, people who are vending water, people who uh, do um, jengo, uh, people who round the washing with the hands. Uh, these are people who walk to go to get uh, their daily income or daily livelihood. They're informal workers. They don't have a, an employment permanent. They earn from day-to-day work that they do. So when you say people to stay at home, it's very difficult. And at the same time, even when you, the government is promote uh, hand washing, sanitizing, in Madare, and the majority of informal settlement, where 70% of the Kenyan people live, there is no water. The other thing is the water has been privatized. Uh, Madare Social Justice Center and other social justice centers that are based in these informal settlements, like Dandora, Kayola, they have been doing a campaign to demand the government to bring water in these areas and stop a cartel that is uh, controlling uh, water pipes and selling water to different uh, water points in, the, in Madari and other informal centers. But this has not happened. So as they report 25 cases of COVID and many others being traced almost a thousand now, the big challenge is that uh, this uh, coronavirus is a disaster to majority of people who are living in Madari, especially because they don't have basic needs, no housing, uh, no water, no basics at all. So this is really, really, really very, very serious to our people. And inherently, it is caused death and hopelessness to majority of the people. The major social crisis, even at the moment, because also the, the as you know, our draconian state has started uh, breaking up the market. Like in Kibera, reports are coming. People have been expelled in the market. Uh, police are using their power and violence to tell people to go back at home. And what will happen? People will starve. And when the people start starving, then that starts. A social crisis, and uh, you will find even uh, violence starting emerging from these informal settlements. Not only Madari, but Madari is a symbol of that crisis that is uh, shaping up now. Even now, at the moment in Dandora here, uh, there's no people. People are uh, there's a lot of tension because uh, people don't have food because they earn in, in daily basis. This is the third day when people are struggling to go to work. The Matatus have raised their fare. Where you used to pay 50 bob, now you're paying 100. And it's very, very, very difficult. As we move on in the next two days, things will become very serious. Because of the biggest problem, the government is just copying solutions from the Europe and copy pasting and use it to resolve our problem. Well, uh, not knowing that Kenya is and Africa is different from China or maybe Europe. Uh, issues of telling people to stay at your home may not apply here because Majority of our people, especially in the former settlement, not in the rural, but in, in Nairobi, they don't have homes. They live in shacks. We have majority of the poor people in a, living in a, within the city of Nairobi who are homeless. Yeah? So those would be the first casualty of uh, coronavirus. And the same thing, the care system is very poor. So people are improvising different kind of containers, and then they put water there and soap for people to wash but it's very, very difficult. So what kind of actions are people like yourselves, the Mathari Social Justice Center, what kind of actions are you taking to try and uh, change the situation? 
Uh, first of all, what we are doing is a campaign to educate our people. Yes, this virus is real and it has affected very many people. Uh, reading from uh, what's happened in China, what's happening inside. First of all, is doing the public education for hand washing. That's very important. As to tell our people, it's very important themselves because the government does not care. Is sometimes to start thinking what they can do. Second, as a social justice center with other social justice center that form social justice center working group, we participated in issuing a statement to demand the government to provide water and uh, healthcare sanitation uh, in the informal settlement. We are also demanding that government also, in case uh, there will be lockdown, they have provided people with uh, food because it will be an option of either getting affected by corona or starving. So we doing that as a campaign, but not only alone, but with other social justice centers. As you know, in Nairobi, we have 16 social justice centers that are spread across all informal settlements. So we are joined together as a network and we are doing a campaign of monitoring and also demanding that the government must uh, do social program within this informal settlement uh, relating to food, water, that, so that they can help mitigate the crisis of the coronavirus. Because the biggest problem is that in Nairobi, it will affect majority of the people who are in the formal settlement. So that's what we are doing. But many people are doing their self, uh, self-help way. If we were showing the video, I could have shown some small container. People are cutting off, putting the water, putting washing soap. And uh, that's how people are doing their self-help. And then from there, just sharing information on how they can, people can help themselves. Uh, but the biggest problem is that majority of our people are in the informal settlement. They don't go to work, they don't get food, and that's the major crisis that is building up, which as a social justice center alone, we cannot be able to resolve unless we invite and demand for the government to play its role of, of solving this problem of, of food, water, and uh, healthcare issues, and supporting. And also we have a network for, of community health workers. So also we are demanding the government must engage the frontline health workers who are able to move in different community and different informal sentiments. And they can be able to help uh, as many people. And especially the community organization like Madare and uh, Ghetto Foundation, also they are doing the door-to-door campaign and trying to see which are elderly people who cannot be able to move out uh, to get water and uh, helping them. So what has been the response of the government so far to, to your campaign? Uh, the government has not responded very well. It's only the members of the local county representative uh, women who invited some of our members to whether they can help to supply us with, with the tanks of uh, putting water in some uh, strategic spaces. But the government has responded. And the government is still having it this crisis in the hand and it seems it's 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 they are becoming every day they are not able to to give a, a clear strategy on how to deal with this problem as you know they had even a problem before because they had allowed a, a, a chinese airline to to land in kenya with, with the number of uh, visitors when a chinese was in this epic problem you know recently also there is a there is a priest who passed through Jomo Kenyatta. He went and conducted a mass somewhere. So the government also is not organized clearly to able to provide a clear strategy to safeguard lives of Kenyans from the spread of the coronavirus. So they have not responded to our statement, although many 
human rights organization like uh, office of uh, high commission of human rights here in Nairobi they have responded and also they are inviting us another community based organization to partner together uh, mostly to monitor the the trends and uh, if there is any human rights violations happening but the government specifically has not responded majority of people who have responded to our statement is uh, mainstream civil society but the government has not responded but today also we planning also to demand that government also need to look for the prices of the best commodities like unga uh, paraffin and uh, sugar all these best needs that are needed by ordinary people so because the price of ordinary commodity are skyrocketing already the markets have been closed the police are being used to close the market so the government necessarily it has not come strongly to see how to deal with this crisis especially affecting ordinary people and poor but we are still doing the demand i hope to respond but as you know comrades this the predatory state it has never thought about the poor people healthcare problem has collapsed as you know it's big challenge now just imagine if you coming from nairobi you have to self guarantee yourself in a in a private hotel or in a government hotel and as Naomi Klein has talked about disaster capitalism, like uh, Red Cross is charging for one night for a person to go and lodge there for self-guarantee $10,000, like $1,000. So you see oh. we are having a major crisis. Even, even the private sector that is supposed to help people and not use this opportunity like uh, exporting ordinary people. Just landing, in, as you know, you land in Jomo Kenyatta Airport. Uh, you have to guarantee yourself for 14 days. Uh, at your own cost and then the option that the government has given there is no one that is cheap uh, the leading one is like bomber hotel that is owned by red cross you can see that's disaster disaster uh, disaster capitalism that naomi klein talked about that it is being used to exploit poor people the same way in the informal settlement you are finding some tank of lorry of tank of water moving around and selling water to the poor people uh, as it has been happening all the time hospitals in kenya uh, have collapsed. It's very difficult even you to find an hospital where you are not being uh, charged very exorbitant fees. So we are having a major crisis and this uh, coronavirus has exposed uh, in a history uh, of the, in the last 30 years what we have been facing with the neoliberal uh, capitalism economy that uh, ordinary people have been stripped bare. They have no social protection, no food, now they are even where they used to go and toil, where they used to go and being exploited in an industrial area, in Juakali, all those places are being closed. So it's only one option. Either you go in the house and starve, or you get out and uh, spread um, coronavirus. This corona is not only affecting our poor people, because even we read in the newspaper all over, even in Europe, the big guys are also being affected. So... Maybe it will be a powerful lesson for us, although it will be very painful, that we need to have a collective solution to a big problem of social services, healthcare, education, housing. Uh, we need to resolve them as a, as a nation. But it's very difficult. It's a major crisis that is shaping up in Kenya. So the government has not responded to our statement well, although maybe they are saying that they'll do some intervention in their formal settlement. But this, it will be draconian because they are sending police. And you know, police, Kenyan police always, they have committed a lot of gross human rights violations. So it will be chaotic. And maybe people will revolt against being forced to stay indoor without food. 
Well, this has been uh, really interesting. I mean, one of the things that really surprised me was to hear yeah. the president, Uru uh, Kenyatta, saying that that people should work from home. <laughs> what does that yeah. mean for people in the settlements? That's how a president is disconnected with the people. He talked about people working from home and talking about Google Loon that will be used by, by people when they are working home through internet connection. That's tell you a president who is disconnected completely with the 7% of his population. You think he's just serving the literal middle class. Because there are very few Kenyans who are middle class and have internet connection in their home and have a daily job where they go and report and they have a computer and they use computer. Even in, a, in a schools that we have, very few schools have a penetration of the computer, internet, and electricity. So you see, that's the president who is disconnected completely. But you know his history. He come from the first big family, uh, Jomo Kenyatta. They own a big chunk of land. They control major, major industry, uh, insurance, banking. So he's nowhere connected to know what ordinary people in Dandora go through, barefoot. People who walk from Dandora, Madari, to Australia, and come back in the evening. When you wake up early in the morning, you see these people trooping to Australia, and they are paid how much? 300 per day. It's very, very difficult. So this is a president who is not connected with our reality. And I think the future for us, I think, is, is to use this crisis as a lesson, that we are on our own. And that's why we are building a social justice movement, starting with Madare, inspired other social justice center. Now we have across the country 30 social justice center. And we have formed a social justice center working group that connects this social justice center. And we are doing different campaigns. And that's why you see the issue of extrajudicial killing is no longer a backside issue. We have brought it to the national limelight and it's being discussed. And we are saying that uh, as a coronavirus is affecting different people in a different class, like uh, the people who will be hit very hard are all poor people by coronavirus. The way extrajudicial killing is being is concentrated in the form of settlement because that's where we have a majority of young people and they are being criminalized. So the same way coronavirus will affect us. This informs us that we have to think solution for our own people and build a movement that will help for us to fight for uh, social justice and uh, an, an economic model that will bring dignity and uh, humanity to our people. And it will be a protracted struggle. But the coronavirus, for those who will survive, is a wake-up call that we are on our own and we have a class different with those people who can stay in their homes, uh, use uh, Google as loan as Kenyatta would say, but ordinary pastoralist, peasant, they are not connected with that kind of uh, proposal who is talking. He also had a meeting with bankers and uh, he promised them that he'll build them up in case they have a crisis the money they are borrowing from World Bank and IMF is a lot of rich resources. They are not targeted to help ordinary poor people, uh, urban poor or uh, rural poor peasant. It's for the bankers. He had a meeting with the bankers and the captain of industry, Safaricom, which made billions of money through profit. Just imagine they have even not come in to subsidize their internet, even for the middle class, of ordinary mamamboga who is being sold to uh, use the M-Pesa. Yes, they say that you can send a thousand without paying a fee for sending, but that's very little. Knowing Safaricom every year make a lot of profit per year. So, so Kenyatta is the president of the rich and he is not concerned with the poor people. That's his proposal. I think this is a, a, a really important message you're putting out there that uh, 
the struggle against coronavirus is part of a class struggle. And I think that's uh, something that um, not many people recognize. Well, Gashake, uh, uh, this has been a really, really interesting and enlightening interview. I would like to get back to you perhaps in a few weeks' time again to catch up on what, uh, uh, what is going on. Thank you for taking time to, to talk with me. Yes, doing this interview in the Dandora Community Justice Center, I would say there. I left Madare because there they have uh, some small internet connection. So, Okay, well, if you manage to get uh, a group together about what, what your actions are, uh, keep me informed. So I'll update you as we continue with uh, our campaign and monitoring. And maybe if you have some... Uh, we make also small fundraising for sanitation and small, small uh, things like hand-washing bucket, things like that. Yeah. Asan Sana. We'll yeah. speak soon. Pamoja. Asan Sana.